When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Apple. Touchdown! All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. Uh, AJ is unfortunately able to join us tonight. Last minute uh, change here, so um, apologize for starting late. I know we usually do, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, he was actually ready to jump on, and then something happened. So um, hopefully everything's all right with him. But I got the producer Mike Laplante here, ready to step in, and uh, we'll get you guys ready for Week Five of the NFL season. Um, I'll get to the game in a second. Before I, we I hope in, we can be more entertaining than this game right now, but go on. Right. It's pretty awful. Um, yeah. So before we jump into everything, I just want to remind you guys, um, hit that subscribe button, that, that like button. Sorry, fixing my chair. Um, uh, follow us, leave those comments. We appreciate it. And also guys, um, you know, we're, we're four weeks in now, now getting into the five, uh, season's not over. There's still a lot of grind going on. Uh, so a lot of decisions to make. Trades are going to be coming down down the pipe for a lot of people. You know, you're you're going to need help answering those questions. Need help setting those lineups all season long, getting those waivers. Subscribe to us over Fantasy Six Pack, fantasysixpack.net slash plans. Hit up that all access plan. Get access to all of our great content, all the award winning rankings, and best of all, you get access to us two and countless other writers that over fantasy six pack to uh, ask us direct questions about your leagues. And uh, that, I mean, that's kind of priceless guys. Like, let's be real. Like we're charging like 30 bucks for the entire season. That's not, not a lot. Um, and it's, you're going to get, you're going to get customized advice to where, you know, some of these other sites that, that do this kind of stuff, you know, they, they may not have that, you know, they're going to have good content behind the paywall, but it's all pretty generic. And in our content, you know, is good too. Also generic, <laughs> you know, we try to, we try to make it deep, but that discord's where it's at. Get in on that. Um, and go ahead and ask us those questions. Uh, we're going to skip beer of the week because Mike was not ready. Cause you know, why would he be He's supposed to be behind the mic? But, uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Um, anyway, let's jump into this really awful game. And uh, yay, we're watching the Den- Denver Broncos on uh, national television again. Aren't we excited? Three times in five weeks right. in prime time. I mean, it's... That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I really really hope we don't have to see them again for a while it's it's been pretty awful i mean this this team has been flat coming out of the gates here um 
tonight. They are winning six to nothing with 30 seconds to go in the second quarter. So not great, not great things going on here. Now, of course, we know they lost Javonta Williams last yeah. week to the ACL tear, gone for the year. So with that in mind, I mean, I think everybody sort of is expecting, and for good reason, yeah. uh, Melvin Gordon to be the guy going forward. Um, but what's your what's your take here on this backfield going forward? Are we excited about Melvin Gordon going forward? I mean, it's like a six out of ten on the excitement scale. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's like woohoo if you got him, but it's not like yeah. I'm I'm not going out and going. Hey, I need to have Melvin Gordon. Not the way this offense has been. Yeah, yeah through four weeks and hell, frankly, through four weeks and half a game. Four and a half. Yeah. Uh, um, so th- we all thought, you know, the, the big thing with the backfield for the Broncos was the scoring opportunities. Obviously the volume was going to be there, but the scoring opportunities was really going to bump up their ceiling this year. I haven't seen it through four weeks, well, four and a half now. Um, so I, I think Melvin Gordon's a nice, safe running back for the rest of the season. Uh, Mike Boone's going to be sprinkled in there. And then we got news of Latavius Murray signing, uh, getting signed off the practice squad for the saints. And that's just going to muddle it up even more. I, I mean, personally, I think he'll probably take the number two role over Boone. What do you think? Um, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that on the uh, Latavius Murray Boone take. I do also agree with you that Melvin Gordon's going to be the guy. You know, he kind of expected a 50-50 split, right? And that's kind of what we were getting slightly in favor of Javante Williams. Um you know, already this year, but yep. a lot of that was fumbles, right? I mean, he just got kind of, you know, sent into the doghouse last game, right? You know, because he fumbled. And even when Williams got hurt, it was like, well, now you can still sit over there uh, <laughs> and watch. Uh, but already this game, we've got seven carries for Gordon, just one for Boone, two targets for Gordon, just one for Boone. So it's very heavy Gordon right now. But again, just no production. You know, 12 yards rushing, 25 yards receiving. That's kind of nice, but we need more, man. Uh, something's got to give. I, I had just gotten off the Going for Two podcast last night with Jeff Lambert, good friend of the show, um, and talked about how I was sort of seeing the arrow pointing back in the right direction for this offense. Uh, and Wilson, you saw, we saw good things last week, uh, you know, Wilson was kind of getting out of the pocket and doing his things. You know, not that not that he's like a big runner anymore, but like just kind of those like uh you, like the break the you know breaking that breaking yeah, the down the play, the broken down the play. play, right? Extending the play, just being chaotic, right? That's what Russell Wilson was for, and then just dropping dimes to Judy and, and Sutton. It's, he was doing it last week. This week, not so much. Um you know, and they just showed the stats of, of Wilson, you know, the number of dropbacks. He's barely been hit. He's barely been pressured. So he's just not connecting tonight. Um, and now, yeah, the Colts defense is way better than the Raiders. But I don't know. <laughs> I I keep thinking that it's going it's to – the, the, the switch is going to flip for this team. But, man, it's getting harder and harder to believe. <laughs> Um, it's uh maybe it's a, like a three part switch you know it's 25% 50 
Yeah. I don't know they, what's going on. They've got a dimmer. They've got a dimmer on it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a dimmer. There we go. <laughs> They're fancy. <laughs> oh man. So, um, on the other Why side of the we, ball, right? We got we, points uh, for the Colts. Yeah, three points. Yeah, yeah. Six <laughs> to three. Um, we're watching baseball. Um, on the other side of the ball, we obviously know Jonathan Taylor rolled out this game. Uh, Naeem Hines was, we were all hoping to be the guy, right? I mean, not that we yep. think Naeem Hines is, is a stud um, and got to be a workhorse back, but the volume he could potentially get, especially catching passes out of the backfield. Um, and then, you know, he's going to see an uptick in carries just because of vacated carries, right? You know, we, we yep. expected Deion Jackson and Philip Lindsay to get involved, but Unfortunately, Naeem Hines got the uh, the the Tua concussion where he got up and just completely wobbled. Um, On the third like, play of the game, so oof, unfortunate. Brutal. I mean, does brutal. You, you, you know, you hope everything is okay with this guy, but um, I guess I you know I haven't really heard much about Taylor's injury being long term, but let's just let's just play it out. Um, Taylor say he's gone a couple extra games. Let's say Hines is probably out of game or two. Let's just play the scenario out. Who do we like more, Deion Jackson or the recently signed Philip Lindsay, who right now actually has more carries? He looks good. He looks fresh. He looks fresh. I've always liked Philip Lindsay. I always thought he got a raw deal. Uh, but Deion Jackson looked good on his first play of the game. He had a nice, I, I believe it was a nice 10 yard carry somewhere around there. But mm-hmm. since then, Philip Lindsay's been looking like the guy. Um, not yeah. trying to, I mean, there's not much to look at in this in this game right now. There's not <laughs> going into but half. Woo-hoo. I I think they're going with you know the safe guy. That's why they wanted to go with Naeem Hines. It was a guy they trusted. Um, he was the number two guy behind Taylor. They trusted him in the passing game. They trusted him with pass pro, you know, and they were going to trust him with the majority of the workload you know, moving on without Taylor in this game. But now that he's, you know, knocked out for the time being, I can see Philip Lindsay kind of squeezing into this role if Jonathan Taylor is out for a longer period of time. Because I, like you, I haven't heard much about this being long-term. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully he can come back. But, I mean, also really not that I think Lindsay or, or Jackson or anybody's going to take Jonathan Taylor's, no. you know, touches here, but what's your worry meter on somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who like when he returns, I mean, he's been bad this season. And not only has he been bad, but just like we keep reiterating, you know, time and time again, this offense is just bad. Yeah. I, I mean, but Jonathan Taylor, yeah. I mean, 81 attempts. Can, yep. The volume is uh, there. 300 328 yards on the season. Is, am I reading that right? Yeah. Thanks to a 161 yard uh, outburst in, in week one. Um, but just the one touchdown, you know, I mean, are we, it's really, but it's kind of been the touchdowns. They, they had, he hasn't been scoring this, this offense hasn't been scoring. The volume is there, which gives you a very solid floor, you know, 10 plus points a week. But we're not getting those ceiling weeks like we did last year with these two, three touchdown games that he was getting, at least through four games so far. This right. offense needs to figure it out. This offensive line needs to figure it out because, you know, this 100%. offensive line, 
has just been going through injuries and flip-flops throughout the positions. I, I remember watching the pregame, and they were saying how because of the injuries, they had to move the starting left tackle to the right tackle position, and their starting right tackle is now playing right guard, which he played in college, and, and they got a rookie at left tackle. Like, that's just – and I believe he's already gotten called for holding twice that yeah, I've exactly. seen, maybe more. So that's just not a good. For nothing. Yeah, is. It's, not, it's not good. So moving I on mean, here to some some other. I never news. really answered your question though. My worry meter is probably again like a five to six. That's a good call. Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't get the answer. I wasn't. Uh, I distracted I was, you. I wasn't thinking about it. All <laughs> right, so let's get into some other news here that that we've had since. Uh, since the last time we all met and Brian Robinson. Uh, I don't know if a rookie can get comeback Good player news. of the year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Denver's defense has more fantasy points than, than Wilson. <laughs> Man, I this mean, is an, you start you with 10, IDP. I guess you, you, you have a good chance of doing that. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, you play IDP. This is your game. <laughs> Yikes! Um, yeah, so Brian Robinson, man, you know, like I said, if if uh, if a rookie could somehow get comeback player of the year, that would be phenomenal. But uh, don't know if it'll happen. But still, this is a great story. Brian Robinson back at practice. Um, I don't know if he'll suit up this week, but he's already apparently looking really good at practice. Um, what's your thoughts on how this Commanders backfield kind of shakes out? Uh, well, I just want to say, once I mean, Robinson returns. It, it's he's got to be doing something right. I, I wrote a tweet today that he made Ron Rivera change his expression on his face. When was the last time you've seen that? He's kind of like Ron Rivera's kind of like Belichick. He doesn't express anything. It's just straight. So to to actually hear that is 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 a little shocking. And I I think Ron Rivera is very excited to use Brian Robinson, just how he intended. Well. Uh, you know, he was talking in the preseason. I think if healthy, I mean, obviously he's going to come in on a snap count. It's It'd be stupid not to. Um, but all this positive news, I'm loving it, man, especially with all this bad news we've been going through. I, I like hearing this story about Brian Robinson being able to make it back, you know, what, possibly week five, week six. That's fantastic. So question for you, if he's out there on your waiver wire, are you picking him up? Uh, and, and stashing him. Yes. And yes, yeah. I would stash him. Um, he's worth a stash. Obviously, you know, he's not worth a start just yet. We, we got to see how it plays out after this, the snap count, um, th- uh, snap count threshold he's going to be walking into. And this team, frankly, is maybe a step above the Colts in offense. So it's, it's not great. Yeah, and to look that way after the first two weeks, right? Yeah, I know. Well, great matchups, man. When you, one of those games was the Lions. You played the Lions. That's the matchup you want to be playing your fantasy players against this year is the Lions. Even Seattle. <laughs> Even Se- man, dude, this is good. This is, what happens when the Bears or the Broncos play the Lions? Because you know the Bears are playing the Lions two two games this year. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a tough week. That'll be, that'll be interesting. I don't know what I'm going to think about that. Like, I mean, you'll give a little boost, I guess, but man, those offenses just aren't. Hmm. That's yeah, I know that's, that's, that's a thinker. Definitely, definitely is. Um, 
I see. So, yeah, my my take on this is, you know, look, I had I had actually drafted Brian Robinson in a couple of spots. Thankfully, I had IR. I could throw him in, so I'm yeah. I'm excited to get him back. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. It is a wait and see. You know, even if he comes back in the first week, he only gets like what seven, eight carries, Ten, maybe for like you know twenty five, thirty yards. I'm just gonna hold off. Like I, I'm I'm not gonna cut him. Be like, oh, he's gone. He sucks. Guys, who got shot? Like, seriously, I mean, I never had it happen, but I can't imagine it's easy to come back from. Um, but I, I think he's worth, you know, kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen for a couple of weeks when he comes back. Um, another guy coming off Absolutely. the pup here shortly, it sounds like, is Gus Edwards. Uh, he's back at practice. Uh, again, we don't know if he's returning this week, although – Justice Hill apparently is um, on the wrong side of questionable, so it's possible they kind more, of more towards push the court. envelope for Gus Edwards, I guess. Um, but why don't, why don't you get your thoughts here? So let's say Dobbins, Edwards, Hill are all healthy. I mean, we've seen Hill kind of take over that number two role. Drake is kind of a forgotten guy already. Mike Davis already forgotten guy. Um Seems like Justice Hill kind of took over that role. Um, with Gus Edwards back in the mix, is it Dobbins Edwards? Is it Dobbins Hill? Is it all three? What do you, how do you how do you think it plays out? Man, you are talking to a J.K. Dobbs truther. Um, I I am a believer in him. I I do. I but you know they don't give it to just I'm, one guy. Well, I'm also tempering my expectations here too. The, the guy's coming off a gruesome injury. I love seeing that he's back and looking, looking actually pretty good. You know, for coming off as bad of an injury as he as he has. But uh, I I I believe in the numbers. I trust the probability here, and I and I want the guy who's on the field majority of the time. And this is the guy they've been waiting to have back and healthy. I mean, ever since he went down, they have just been that carousel of veteran rookie running backs that they just throw out and recycle uh, right after the other Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Le'Veon Bell, Tyson Williams. So <laughs> I, they, I, I really do believe that they want JK Dobbins to be the main guy. Now, what is their version of the main guy? You know, a 50% workload, 60%, 60% workload. maybe right now yeah. he's seeing, um, Let's see here. Uh, open up the right the, tab. I'll, I'll, I'll get it back. Just yeah. You, I was just gonna you, say you that because the the one game uh, that J.K. Dobbins uh, you know kind of played in, he got thir- he he's on the field for thirty percent of the snaps, which is more than Kenyon Drake. <clears throat> I mean, it's more than Justice Hill has been on the field. Um, I mean, the only really the only running back he hasn't been on the field more than. Is Patrick Ricard, and it's because well, yeah, that's a fullback. That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dob- Dobbins in, in week three, his returning week was forty three point three percent, and then last week was fifty percent of the snaps. Um, he ran on twenty six point nine and thirty seven point one of those snaps. So you know the the increase is good. Uh, of course, last week he saw the two touchdowns kind of early. Um, you know, he's still not First seeing touch, a ton of, of usage, right? Just seven attempts. And then, you know, you like 13 is fine. Um, 
you know, the efficiency is not there. You just, you know, you just scored last week, but again, they're going to mix in a second guy. So the question is, who's the second guy? Is it going to be Edwards or Hill when it's all said and done? It's going to be, it's going to be Edwards. Uh, Hill is a fill in just like Mike Davis, just like Kenny Drake, just like all of them. Hill is a fill in for now. Um, It's going to be a split, you know, more of a, I wouldn't say committee. It's going to be a split backfield between Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, but they're going to ease in Gus Edwards just like they are easing in J.K. Dobbins. So there, I think we got a nice soft spot here of some prime J.K. Dobbins weeks, you know, waiting for Gus Edwards to get back into this rotation. And then it's going to see a little bit of a drop in value. But I still think it's a solid RB2 in an offense that yeah, is no, high scoring. And they're not running it as much as we thought they would, but they still run it. And that's what we like. You know, he's getting the rushing attempts. And I, you, you said that J.K. Dobbins hasn't been efficient this year. That was all his game his rookie year was efficiency. I, so, I, like six yards average carry. Back to him and Edwards. Yep. Both, all, uh, like, man, they're both yeah, nasty, dude. So um, I can see it turning around. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do. You know, again, Dobbins is the man, but I also think it's going to be Gus, uh, and yeah. and Gus is going to be flux worthy a lot of weeks. Believe it or not, yeah. like, that's how that offense rolls when they are clicking that way. And again, I mean, like you know, they're not running the ball as much. Lamar's taking a ton of it right now. Um, they're also yeah. not passing it a lot, but they're still scoring a crap ton of points. They have these like big plays. Um, Lamar, when he runs, he's getting like fifty yard chunks. It feels like, man, this is crazy. So like. They don't have a lot of plays. Um, and then, you know, Duvernay's getting, you know, 40-yard bombs. Bateman, when he actually touches the ball, it's like 40-yard bombs. So it's like these crazy, like, big plays. That's what it is. Um, and it's hard to trust, honestly. Um, it is. But I think once this running game gets going, we're going to see more of this, you know, the old 2020 Baltimore Ravens when they were like – Yes. They were hard to get off the field because you could not stop the running game. Uh, but we they, had a couple That's of what they want to do. Yeah, we got a couple of questions actually here uh, from Ye. Trade Justin Jefferson for Mike Evans, Tyler Higby, and Eli Mitchell. I'm three and one redraft full PPR. I mean, are you going through some injuries right now? Because I, I, I do like it. It's good value both ways. That around. is really good value. Um, I mean, are you like a lucky three? I would say like if you're a lucky three and one, your point total is low. You need you actually need to build depth up to to keep it rolling. Then I'd say do it. But if you're three and one and you're just rolling, you do not trade. Oh, Hig oh. <laughs> B, not Higgins. Then hundred percent no dog. No. Yeah, the value uh, on that just <laughs> no, no, no. You do not trade. You know, arguably the second best receiver in fantasy outside of Cooper Cup. Um, for uh, Mike teaser. Evans, you who... don't think that, but yes. What? A little teaser. You don't think that? I looked at your rankings. Oh, this this week. <laughs> I have. No. Yes, I know. I know what you meant. I'm just giving you shit. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's not Evans. Oh, did I say Higby? Not Higby Higgins. I thought I said Tyler. I did say I Tyler you, Higgins. Oh, did you say Tyler Higby? Just kidding. So it is Higgins. I thought. I thought. I don't know what I'm. What am I thinking? What's What's Higgins' first name? T. T. Jesus. 
It's both over the T. I'm sorry. He's uh, yelling at me. It's Hig- not Higby. Sorry. Uh, I, okay, so I go back to my initial my initial thoughts yeah. here. So it's Jefferson for Evans, Higgins, and Eli Mitchell. I think if you need the depth and you're like a lucky three and one, you've won by like, you know, five points or less, you've got a low point four. Um, then I say, you know, pull the trigger. If not, man, it's hard to give up this top dog and Justin Jefferson, who we saw last week, even without a touchdown, just blew up. I mean, that's that's what he can do. Him and Cooper Cup are both capable of doing that every single week. Evans isn't, Higgins isn't, and Eli Mitchell definitely isn't. So, like, no. you know, I, they're, they're both they're all three very good players. I just it's hard, man, because then you're also taking on the injury of Mitchell. And Mitchell's out for at least another month, at least. And he's uh, he's saying his flex right now is uh, Olave and Alec Pierce. I mean, Olave is a very Olave is good. Alec Pierce yeah. should not be. Oh no, no, no. He's probably Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Uh, why am I thinking? No, that? you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Go those on. are keep, great keep, options. Keep for the flex. top dog. Keep the better player in Justin Jefferson. That's going to win you the league more than depth, in my opinion, at this point. So yeah, you, you want it sounds like you've already got some de- decent depth, so you're good. Um, all right, another question here from Caden, the Colts fan. Would you trade Mike Evans for DeAndre Swift? I have Godwin and Justin Jefferson. I mean, if you're only starting two receivers. I, I don't like having two top-end receivers from the same offense, though. You really limit your – you're capping your ceiling yeah, there. I get so, it. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson. I think you you have the ability. I like it. I mean, Swift's going to be out for a couple more weeks. It's hard to find. It's hard to find good running backs, man. It Someone is. Trade Evans for Swift. I mean, I like Evans, but let's be real. The dude is like, what five for seventy, and hopefully a touchdown every week is what it feels like his line is. <laughs> I mean, am, am I wrong? <laughs> I feel like I'm not wrong there, right? No, you're I mean, not. And so I, I I like Swift rest of the season as long as he's healthy. And they're yeah, resting he, him. Yeah. It's a smart play. Yeah, you just gotta if if you can if you can eat it for a few weeks, do the move, Caden. Uh, and then we got a good friend Bob Dole here. Bob Dole. Who do I put in flex? Smith, Schuster, Najee Harris, or Lockett? Um, I also have Godwin. Uh, you've got to give me Bob. It, I'm pretty sure your leagues are full, right? So you've got to give me the uh, scoring format here so I can answer that question because I have a funny suspicion it will matter in this scenario. Well, it's because you always had the suspicion with Najee Harris. (laughs) No. Whether it's full. Honestly, man, Lockett and Godwin are pretty close. I think it's – I think it's – I was going to say because Najee Harris is definitely – he used to be one of those guys we, you know, set it, forget it. Uh, Not no more the way uh, his usage has been trending down. Um, it is, it is full. Yep. 12 man. So we got, uh, I'm just looking at, I'm just trying to look up names here. So that's there. That's there. I don't think you play Najee this week against Buffalo when you got Lockett and Godwin. This is options. I think think I'm with you. I think it's Godwin. Lockett's safer because it feels like he gets peppered with targets. Godwin has slightly more touchdown upside, in my opinion. I I that agree with that. I agree with that. I think. I mean, God, I dude, think Godwin in his first game back 
caught seven receptions. So I mean, like I, I know I say maybe Lockett's safer, but maybe not. I think Godwin. I think Godwin's the guy. I I think Lockett is a little bit safer just because he's going to get the targets because the C- Seattle Seahawks are going to have to pass the ball. Tampa Bay is not always going to have to pass the ball. Um, so I I do agree that with you with Godwin have the higher ceiling, Lockett being the safer play. Um, you know it's but you how, know, how you, like thing, you know Brady wants to go out hard early, right? So they're going to pass the ball early. And if they get up early, how are they going to do it? It's usually the pass. It's true. So Godwin could just get his early, and then they kind of take the pedal off, and then in comes Fournette. I, I think, honestly, for me this week, it's Lockett, but rest of the season it's Godwin. Like those two. It know, is close, man. It's very it close is. for me in, in PPR. So uh, – if it was half, I'd I I just be think the, the, you know New Orleans defense is far better than Atlanta's. I just uh, like the fact of ten, like the volume in PPR really does matter. A free point just for getting a catch at the line of scrimmage, it's it's cheating a little bit. <laughs> Godwin plays that locket role in Tampa. So does Russell Gage, so does Leonard Fournette, and so does Rashad White, it looks like. Let's let's be real. Comparing <laughs> any of those goods to, to I'm just to saying that the the underneath the drop off type of role, okay. which is that locket role. All right. So Bob, sorry, we probably didn't really help you there. <laughs> At least we narrowed it down to two. Guess you yeah, can figure it out there. It's between Godwin and Lockett. <clears throat> are you right. are you risking it for the biscuit? I've got uh, I've got trophies to back up my decision. I don't know if Mike does. I got, just, I uh, got uh, guts and intuition. <laughs> That's it. I'm not with you, man. All right, let's move I, over here to the last couple pieces of the news, and uh, we'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett finally in. Uh, if you guys had read my article two weeks ago, um, the Bombs Banter article that I write, on Monday mornings, I wrote in there that I had no idea how the Steelers were going to go and keep their, you know, keep true to their word where they were going to sit picket all year long because Trubisky looked absolutely miserable. Um, worse than that. Just looks awful. Like he should, doesn't belong on an NFL field. Um, and it was really hurting all of the positional players on this team, right? Yep. Um, so last week, finally pulled a plug, put in Kenny Pickett. And look, Kenny Pickett wasn't awesome. He did throw three picks. One, I don't believe – one, I want to say wasn't his fault. Um, one was a Hail but, Mary. Yeah, I mean, one was a Hail Mary. One, so bounced, what are you do, right? one, one bounced off the receiver's hands. Yeah, so, so – Again, not horrible, but what I liked with Pickett, in my opinion, was that like he was able to scan the field a little bit more. Uh, he was able to extend some plays, keep this offense on the field, right? And so that's huge. You know, keep the offense on the field, give these guys more of a chance to make plays, right? Um, yep. As you're no. as you're finding out watching Thursday night football, three and outs do not produce fantasy points. Absolutely so, not. When the Steelers are getting three and outs with Mitch Trubisky, there's not much fantasy value to be had there. So with yeah. Kenny Pickett coming in and extending these drives, there's potential for more 
fantasy value and potential for more touchdowns here as long as Kenny Pickett doesn't become a scavenger and start running him in like crazy. Yeah, which he did. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he got a couple, which I I, uh, I have Najee in a couple spots and was not happy. Ah. Um, but that being said, let's think about this fantasy-wise. I don't think anybody's really starting Kenny Pickett in, in a whole lot of leagues. Um, Superflex, maybe. Uh, but that's that's almost sort of desperation at that, that point. Yep. What what we're, we're what we're looking at here is we're looking at Deontay, we're looking at Pickens, we're looking at Claypool, Fryermuth, Najee Harris. What's what's your take on these guys going forward with Pickett in there compared to Trubisky? I first of all, I think it's a big jump for Pickens. You're looking at the guy who was throwing him the ball all throughout preseason training camp. It was Kenny Pickett throwing to Pickens. Um, so I do like Pickens' value immediately right out the gate here, and we saw it firsthand. All right, but I do believe – I mean, we, we do have a team, but Deontay Johnson here, this guy is a target hog, and he will take that role back over, you know, because Pickens kind of stole it for, you know, that half that Pickett was in. Yeah, yeah, there's a uh, there's a tweet that went out, and I was going to say it, so I'll, I'll just kind of cut into it now. Um, uh, I'm not sure if Matthew Berry was, like, the initial source of it, but he he uh, he had his researchers come up with the stats, and and obviously Pickens, with, with Kenny Pickett, um, Pickens saw 30.7% of the target share, Fire Moose with the exact same amount, Deontay was all the way down to 15.3 and Claypool was 7.6. So they were relegated to deep targets, Claypool and Deontay. Uh, They weren't really, you know, the the underneath the safe guys that, you know, Mitch Trubisky was using, Big Ben was using. And I'm not surprised at all here with a rookie quarterback. He likes to look to the tight end and he's going to look to the guy who had the most chemistry with in preseason. That's George Pickens. Yeah. So, Initially out the gate, I, I think it's a it's a good jump because you kind of took my other guy away because I think it's a good jump for Pat Fryermuth as well because rookies just yes. love to throw to the tight ends. Um, Typically, yeah. So right out the gate, yeah, right out the gates, first couple games, I like Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. Uh, they get an uptick. But I do expect Deontay Johnson to come back in here and demand a higher target share because it is still Deontay Johnson's wide receiver. Yeah, I, I said the same thing in uh, – so I, I write the – you know, I wish I could find a better name for it, but really what it is, it's, it's, you know, it's it's the touches and targets and, and snap count trends uh, report. Uh, I wrote it today. And so I, I put this little tidbit in here and, and talked about this this uh the Steelers receiver core and mm-hmm. you know I think it is a massive update for Pickens is what we're seeing right but don't go crazy looking at you know one half of football like you're saying with Deontay Johnson and thinking oh man I gotta get rid of him this offense is going to be you know it it, it is they're going to be going through another preseason not, right now. It's not evolved. It, it's uh, it's um, it's the right word. It the surround like this offense is dedicated to getting Deontay Johnson the ball, in my opinion, and it's going to return. Maybe he's not going to see the same target share, but it's still going to be good enough, right? And it's probably oh going yeah, to it's going to be twenty twenty five percent. We saw 
Uh, probably higher than that, man. He was up at like 29 uh, for the season. So oh, man. it may I not just, be that high, but it's going yeah, to be that's... good still. But it's oh, going to be, it probably will be better targets, right? Than what we were seeing with Trubisky and maybe yeah, even Pickett Big Ben showed, from last year. The one thing I will just add before we move on here, because the one thing I liked about watching Kenny Pickett, and this isn't really fantasy wise, it, it affects it. It's more NFL. Pickett was not afraid to stand in the pocket and take that hit and deliver yes. the throw. Mitch Trubisky just scrambles trying to extend a play. You know, the play breaks down, and he doesn't know what to do from there. But Kenny Pickett showed poise, composure. He came in. The team rallied around him. Everybody looked like they weren't having fun playing for Mitch Trubisky. But Kenny Pickett came in, and they're like, oh, my God. Is this what playing, you know, football and having fun is like? When your quarterback doesn't play scared, it makes the entire offense better. And Kenny Pickett was not playing scared. He was willing to take a hit. He was willing to jump out and get, you know, scramble, take maybe take a, a slight hit. You know, you don't want to see your quarterback play stupid, but you want it, you want him to not play scared. And and yeah, Trubisky played having... scared. Trubisky, like, if his first read wasn't there, he dropped his head, ran around with a chicken with his head cut off, and got sacked. Or threw it away or threw a pick, or it was it was bad. Pickett, it was you know, terrible. looked phenomenally better despite throwing three picks. But again, not truly his fault. Two of them weren't his fault. Yeah. Last one here. Zach Wilson returned. Just want to get your quick, give me 30 seconds on your initial thoughts on his season debut and, and the effect Congrats. in fantasy. Congrats on getting a, a comeback win, That first of all. Um, Against those Steelers, by the way. No, I know. That's funny. Uh Man, I love Elijah Moore. Big boost the rest of the season for him with uh, Zach Wilson coming back in it, coming back in uh, because Moore was kind of showing a little bit of, you know, eh, with uh, Joe Flacco with the chemistry. Now back with uh, Zach Wilson. I do, I, I mean, it's not a huge bump. We're still talking about the Jets here, but I do like it, the outlook for Elijah Moore the most for the rest of the season. Garrett Wilson's still going to be the guy. Um, Conklin's taking a hit. Yes. Brees <laughs> Hall. <laughs> Brees Hall's not going to be getting, you know, 10 targets. Um, so really the biggest bump here is Elijah Moore and a slight bump for Brees Hall because eventually he's yeah. going to be getting the major workload here. So I agree on the Brees Hall thing. I am not totally sure I agree on the Elijah Moore. Okay. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more from him. Uh, now he is still seeing by far the largest snap share out of all three receivers, Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson, which is odd because he's the smallest, <laughs> but his targets just aren't there on the season. He is tied with Corey Davis last week. He saw four compared to Corey Davis's seven and Garrett Wilson's six. So something, something's not Something's different. Like he's taking a different role in this offense. Um, I don't know if he's just like a good blocker or 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 what. Um, maybe he plays too much of the slot role, and this offense doesn't, you know, use See, the slot with, role. And again, I with, haven't looked at like where what kind of routes he's running and things like that, or how many routes he's running. But um, I can tell you right now, it's not all slot because you don't, you know lead the snap percentage on your wide receiving core by only playing in the slot. You know what I mean? Well, but like if, just yeah, maybe common, yeah. common sense doesn't because jets aren't always running three wide receiver sets. 
That's true. So for him to lead the snap share, it is promising. He's out there. Uh, like yeah. you said, I haven't checked the routes either. That That is one thing, you know, we will have to take a deeper dive into. But yeah, I, just, I do need to I look like, into that more because I, I, I keep writing about the Jets and just how, like, weird this receiving core has been and how uh, surprising it's, it's been, really. And then to see what I actually am worried about is so we actually saw, like, a decrease in targets for all three guys, and yet yep. they won the game. So it's not like they were winning – Right or or they had to come back to win the game, right? So they were. It's not like they were winning, and so they just like leaned on the run. It was they were they were losing and still threw less passes. So very odd. Um, it was very odd, and I think it was. You got to look at it this way, though. The defense probably played a big factor in that. I think it was a much slower pace of the game. It wasn't like, uh, I know this is week one, but it wasn't like week one when they played the Ravens where it was, bam, right out the gate we're scoring. Because of that matchup against the Steelers' offense, you know, very slow, sluggish. Yeah, I think that benefited the Jets in that ability. They didn't have to throw the ball as much like they had been, you know, in the first three weeks. Yeah, I can see that. All right, man, well, let's jump into our rankings talk here. (laughs) <laughs> jump into the rankings talk here so what we do here guys is we're going to have mike kind of grill me on my um my thursday rankings and uh that's that's what we got I give so we're you, gonna start with I quarterbacks give, i give you credit here you didn't you know change him up on me five minutes before the show so i did it at like four o'clock unless i'm alone <laughs> Most, mostly <laughs> most all right but yeah we'll jump right in here with our quarterback so and i got a couple of good ones here for you at least in my opinion so we got your boy matthew stafford at qb 17 this week we've come a long way since the preseason of having him ranked as that fringe one i remember you telling me qb 12 13 maybe 11 um is he a qb2 for the rest of the season with how this rams offense has performed through four games Sadly, yes. Uh, until things start maybe moving in the a different direction here, the O line is just getting wrecked. Um, Allen Robinson hasn't worked. It's basically Cooper Cup and dump offs to Tyler, Tyler Higby. <laughs> it's it's not good. The run game is just not there. Um, yeah, I mean Stafford has thrown a whopping. Zero touchdowns in the last two games combined. How many interceptions? Just one, but still not good. <laughs> that's not good. That's, that's better. It's better. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a four to five touchdown to interception ratio the first two weeks. So now it's zero to one. Yeah, I mean, uh, is that better? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd rather have four, four touchdowns. Five four. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's. Something's got to give, man. I don't. It's just hard. It's just, just shocking to see this when you have a guy like Cooper Cup just dominating the number one wide receiver ranking, and you got a guy at wide receiver uh, QB seventeen. You know what I mean? It it is. Um, I mean, we have seen this in other years. You know, with, with some of these top notch receivers. Um, 
you know, you get guys like, uh, I mean, look, even like AJ Brown, you know, like Tannehill wasn't like phenomenal. Um, but AJ Brown could be really, really good. Right. Um, you see guys like that. Um, we're going to probably talk about a guy later who their quarterback is, is okay, but because they're just getting peppered with targets, but the quarterback isn't scoring other ways, it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got to shore up this offensive line for Stafford and, and especially this week against Dallas, uh, he's going to get teed up on man. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so bad. That D-line is going to eat him alive. They will kill um, him, dude. It's going to be bad. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they're top five in sacks right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going it's to be brutal. Yes, it is. So we'll move on to our next question because that was an all right answer. I'll give you that. Six out of ten. <laughs> I set you up with a, a, a very easy tee shot. All right. This one I, I'm really curious about. All right. You got Trevor Lawrence ranked at QB 12 this week. After a miserable performance against Philadelphia, and he was kind of exposed a little bit. So, obviously, you're predicting a bounce back week from him. Is is this because he's against the Texans, or is this how you see him for the rest of the season as that fringe 12, 13 QB that you thought Stafford was going to be this year? Uh, so it it's more of the opponent. And okay. I don't think Lawrence is nearly as bad as what we saw last week, right? Um, that game was wet, sloppy, gross. Five turnovers, I think he had. I mean, he fumbled the ball, and then he threw one just disgustingly bad pick, which is honestly something he hasn't done this year. Um, he hasn't thrown those just really ugly picks like he was throwing last year. Um it's only his second pick on the year. And, know. you know, he's he's really making smart decisions. I really like Lawrence's upside. Do I see him as a top 12 quarterback the rest of the year? I don't know. I don't do rest of the season rankings. That's not my – That was just plan. kind of like a gut initial, like – because, I mean, he has come out the gates pretty he's, well. The he's probably game. right around there, to be honest. Um, you know, I think even preseason I said, you know, if – if things go right for Lawrence, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking a top eight QB. Absolutely. Right? I, I remember I was I was with you in on that one. I remember getting made fun of for it. Yeah. So um last week I can kind of brush aside. Um, you know, look, he he did very well against the same indie defense that Russell Wilson looks like a joke against. The Chargers he played phenomenally against. Um, and then last week, the weather just played such a factor. And Philly's defense is really good, too. I mean, got to give them credit. They did very, very well against yes. him. But they look really the good. Weather, the weather was there. And then, you know, Houston's bad, man. So, like, let's be real. They're, they're, they're going to allow some points. Uh, I'm trying to look up the quarterback points allowed here by Houston. Um, it's actually better than I thought, but <laughs> I still just, no. It, you don't this. trust that. You don't trust no. that. I. It's Houston. I get it. No. So, um, I know we do have a question here. So, Yi is back. Um, pick one, flex me. full PPR, Damian Pierce, Olave, or Stevenson. Hmm. Uh, that one, I. it's between uh, Pierce 
and Olave, in my opinion. Well, no, no, I take that back. It's between Olave and, I think, Stevenson because of PPR. I do like Damian Pierce, but with it being PPR, Stevenson gets a bit of more of an uptick here. Olave's – man, I'm Stevenson in this situation. I'm, I'm Damian Pierce. Are you? I know I, I, I know you want to lean the pass catcher because he did get six think, targets like, last week. Um but Damian Pierce is getting so much work in that Houston offense. Um I just think But that's they're the getting way. lucky with the game scripts that allow him to be in the game more often. That's my one concern. Because if Houston can't stay in but the I don't games, Jacksonville is going to blow them out. I mean, that's man, that's true. Because I mean, better, I, I, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to blow them out. So it true. could they, they they hung around with the Chargers, but the the Chargers lost to the Jacks. <laughs> One week to, we know the NFL. I know. I love you guys. This team, team A, B, Team B does not mean Team I B. Love team, doing that. You know, you can, it doesn't you work can that way, right? For your, so, your own pleasure, man. Um, I, 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 I good, Mr. Scammers. I get it. They are good, but I don't. I don't think the Jags are going to blow out Houston. Um, strangely enough, Houston has not really been blown out this year. So, um. That's, they've got they're just kind of hanging around, you know, and yeah. it's keeping Pierce's value pull, up. So they're pulling the old Lovey Smith. Let's just hang around. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> so we got a few more here. Let's try to rip through these real quick here. Yeah, so Miles, I got offered James Robinson for Jonathan Taylor. Would you do it? No, no, no. Nah, not that scared. I, dude, I, I, I get, I get the doubts of Jonathan Taylor right now, but no, that's a little, that's, that's a little too low in my. That's book. a classic sell high. That that's <laughs> yes, that's that's a classic. Jonathan Taylor's not good, he's, good doing well, and he's hurt. You want John, James Robinson for him? He's not like fun. James Robinson. You get rid of these like fifty yard touchdown runs, uh, and I get it. Like they happen, so it's hard. You can't get rid of them. But let's turn them into like average plays, right? Let's turn them into like twenty yard runs, like or slightly above average plays. Let's turn them into twenty yard runs, thirty yard runs. Maybe they don't. Maybe only one of them scores. We're not talking about James Robinson the same way no. we are. Um, and I think those, you know, just law of averages, they're not going to continue, for, especially for a guy like James Robinson. And I do think the Jags want to get ETN more involved. We saw it last week, even. They got him yeah. involved a lot more. I, I think you could get a lot more for Jonathan Taylor than James Robinson. It is a, just a classic sell high. I mean, you probably offered Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Jonathan Taylor, too, and you smash no to that one right away. I mean, James Robinson's kind of the, s- the same situation. He's hot out of the gates. Yeah. Uh, Zero Destroyer. Hey, what up, you guys? A lot of people have been sending me a lot of trades. Uh, cut to the chase here. Should I do Mixon and Conklin? Mixon, Conklin, and Jeff Wilson for Swift, Dalvin Cook, and CeeDee Lamb. My other running backs are Derrick Henry and I'm guessing Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. So, I, okay. So, Mixon. So, he's giving up Mixon, Conklin, Jeff Wilson, yes. for Swift, Dalvin, yes. C. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. let's be real. Like, Mixon and – so, you're getting two better running backs, arguably. Uh, Mixon and arguably. Swift are kind of the same. Dalvin – I mean, Mixon, they're all kind of the same territory. But you're giving up a tight end who is is – you know, his value is high because of Joe Flacco right now. Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Wilson is going to lose his value as soon as 
as soon as uh, Mitchell comes back and, you know, even Jeff Wilson without Mitchell is going to be kind of up and down. You know, this is how the 49ers roll. Uh, but you're getting a locked in RB one, another locked in with Swift, and another locked in RB one with Dalvin. And then, in my opinion, C. Lamb, like, dude, this is a slam dunk. I hate to say this, but the trade you're getting, Swift, Dalvin, and C. D. has two of the best players in this trade with Swift and Dalvin. You could argue. You could argue the three best players. Yes, you could. I didn't want to go on. Really could. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm taking. Mr. Skippers agrees. By the way, (laughs) yes, that's that's Uh, a good trade. That's a good. He's saying he's saying his uh, he's saying his uh, his his tight end is Kittle. So, yeah, I know Kittle hasn't been doing much, but I'm not expecting a whole lot from Conklin the rest of the way. Um. So, he I also asked if, if he did it, would he start Damian Pierce or Dalvin Cook? Oh, I have Kittle. So, and also, oh, uh, oh, I mean, yeah, you start Dalvin. I mean, that's I, I, I like I like what Pierce is doing, but you start Dalvin. Yep, uh, Dalvin's just get more volume. It's volume is king. The touchdowns will come. Oh, I mean, so dude, Damian Pierce Defense and Dalvin probably. are probably getting around the same amount of volume, by the way. But um, uh, I'd say total touches. I'd, I'd add to Dalvin Cook. But I mean, the thing is, is the with Dalvin Cook, I don't. He doesn't have a touchdown on the year. Damian Pierce has two, three touchdowns, I believe, on the year. He has at least two. I know he has at least two. Yes. Um, Do you know he has at least two? Cook Cook has not scored yet. This this touchdown regression is going to swing positively towards him, um, especially Cook has sixty three carries on the year. Damian Pierce has sixty. They're close. <clears throat> They're close. But yeah. I still lean Dalvin. I still lean Dalvin as well. More, you know, a little less rushing yards. Although a seventy five yard run for Pierce really helped that. Uh, yeah, Cook. Cook does have one rushing touchdown, by the way. Oh, he does? He did get a touchdown? Yes. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Uh, so, yes. Either way, it's it's close, but I, I lean Cook. He's just the better player. Yep, better player, so better say. offense. And better offense. So, all right. Thank let's you. move over here to our running backs. And Please and thank you. All right. On to our next one here. Did you know Nick Chubb's RB1 and half – point PPR Joe um I did I oh, wrote about did, it but, in my yeah, bonds you, banter article people should read that it's pretty good stuff I mean I might, I, might, I might notice some things I'm illiterate <laughs> and you make it easy enough for me to read. <laughs> but uh you know if, if he's RB1 and half point PPR why we got Barkley ranked at our RB1 and Chubb ranked at RB3 I mean is this a issue of regressing back to the mean with Nick Chubb, you know, thinking Kareem Hunt's going to get more involved, you know, or is he going to kind of fade off? Or is he actually going to be this running back that can challenge Barkley for the RB1 position? Because it looks like Barkley was running away with it. I think one, two, and three, Barkley, Henry, Chubb are seriously splitting hairs here. And so when you look at it this week, Henry against Washington is like, People are drooling over that one. Uh, that one's <laughs> that one's that one's bad. Um, although, I mean, the more I look at it, really, uh, the Chargers have not been doing very well against against the run this year. I know, so, um, not as bad Chubb, as last year. 
Chubb has a very, very nice matchup. Uh, Barkley going against the Packers. Um, you know, the Packers against running backs has been pretty good, although I'm trying to think of who they've played. I don't know if they've played like Bears. Um, and, and Ramondre, the Bears, like, Stevenson, Damian Harris. They haven't been great against running backs. Not, not, but like, you know, it. When you look at fantasy points against this early in the season, you really do have to factor in a lot about who have those opponents been, right? A bad defense is going to be a bad defense regardless, right? But, you know, you look at like a really, so let's say like a team that you didn't expect to be good against the run. Uh, you got to look at their opponents, right? Yep. And say, well, they didn't give up a lot of points because those running backs weren't very good. And that pays plays a big role in that. And so, but again, like these guys are also, if somebody wants to put Chubb number one, I probably wouldn't bat an eye to it. Um, I think, I think the one thing that splits Barkley and Henry just slightly away from Chubb is that Chubb still does have to deal with Kareem Hunt. <laughs> that does play just a, just enough into the equation where Barkley has nobody. Henry has nobody really taking touches away from them. And they both got pretty good matchups. So I'm going to stick with it. All right. Stick with your guns. I get it. All right. Now this one's a fun one. Leonard Fournette. This one I know is right. Still has not scored a single touchdown this year. (laughs) And you have him ranked at RB9 this week. Rashad White came in last week. Played so wrong. (laughs) He scored last week. No, he didn't. Rashad had a rushing touchdown. No, that was Rashad White who scored. I'm pretty sure. Or am I? I'm now. I gotta look it up. You're you're freaking me out. Sorry, you are wrong. Am I wrong? You are wrong. Was that that must have been a garbage time touchdown? That's why. Probably. that's why, because I remember Rashad White getting the first one, and I was laughing because all the Leonard Fournette owners. Fournette going, went seven hell? for seven, 57 yards, and a touchdown. This, in all this right. Game. All right. You got to love garbage time. I am wrong on that one. All right. So be it. You guys want to try to call me out? I'm going to call you out right back. I get it. Hey, I, I, I will admit when I'm wrong. Uh, Rashad White came in last week and played 37.5% of the snaps and looked good. He, like I said, he, did look he good. was the first. He was the first one to get the touchdown. Um, do you see this being a concerning factor for Fournette as a top ten running back? Um, kind of moving forward here a little bit. I do. The volume is what was keeping him afloat. Yes. So I I, I do. Um, only because this team just doesn't feel like it's the same team. Now, look, last week was the first week they had all their all their boys back on offense, but the offensive line is still doesn't good. The defense isn't playing even close to the way we think they should be playing. Um, so that that's concerning. They've had some tough some tough opponents, and so they've gotten behind. And so last week they made a very concerted effort, and they definitely did to get White involved. Uh, and he looked he looked good. Um, but I think this offense, as far as the running game, is going to roll through Fournette, especially in games where the game script that we predict is going to go in 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 Tampa's favor. And I guess Atlanta 
I don't think anybody thinks this game script will not go in favor of Tampa. So yeah. you you throw Fournette back up there, you know, bunch of. Yeah, it is dunks, concerning uh, seeing only only seeing six rushing attempts last week. That I mean, but the dude, they got they got <laughs> it down, was a, it was it was they a, got a down so yeah fast though. I, I remember time. seeing the stat. Um, the top five lowest amount of rushing attempts um, in was NFL six, season. Man? I don't know why. I thought it was four, but yeah, you're right. It was six. Three of the top five Gross. lowest scoring rushing attempt games in NFL uh, history. Tom Brady has been the starter for. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I it's don't weird. got it. He gets his way. Yeah. So. <laughs> but all right. Receiver time. The wide receivers. Oh, we need more questions. We got more questions. Go on to that. Wow, man, you guys are hitting us up. All right. Uh, Where to leave off? Charger levers super suck. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of do right now, but uh, they're banged up. But I still, yeah. I mean, like I said, if that was scampers, if uh, if uh, if you want to put Chubb number one, I, I. but I just love all the passing work that that Barkley gets, and honestly, like Henry's seen quite a bit of it, more than way more than we thought he would. Um, uh, so let's see here, uh, Scampers, yeah, Vegas, KC, Jags. So then, okay, here we go, Gary, Gary Clemens, um, pick two. Uh, he's being funny with the Roxanne. He thinks he's funny. Okay, maybe you should join our Discord member and uh, and uh, ask us over there. But all yeah, are here. Why you make that joke in the <laughs> Discord channel you're in, Gary? Come on, come on, man! You got access to all of us over there. Uh, <laughs> Juju, James Robinson, and Adam Thielen. Gary, is this full or half PTR? It's full. It is full. Is it full? It is full. Oh, yeah. This is home I fig- league. I can. Tell. I figured you would know, um, so that's why I asked. So he's and, and full disclosure, he's playing me this week. Oh, so you're not going to answer. All right, I'll so. answer it for him. I got no problem. It's, in my opinion, in this one, it's probably full point PPR. Oh, man. Who do the Jags play again? That's that's my. Houston. Houston. That's your it's answer. James Robinson. That's yeah, it's James Robinson. If, if it wasn't answer. Houston, I'd be leaning Adam Thielen. I would be too. The, but with Houston as the as the matchup, I do lean James Robinson because if they do get up, perfect game script for James Robinson. Yep, hundred yep, percent. I agree. Um, I hate that you asked this question while I'm on air, though. <laughs> join, jump into the members Discord, Gary. Yes. You you have access to it. Just jump in, verify your in. email. There's lots of good content on there, man. We have great conversations. Jump in, man. Lots of um, we would love to too. have you. So, all right, let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. We're off to the wide receivers. Yep, off to those wide receivers. The fun part of fantasy football so far, not those boring running backs. <laughs> this year, yes. All right. <laughs> all right, so Jamar Chase's rookie year averaged 23 points per game in half-point PPR, which is pretty good. It was amazing. Um, yeah, and and it's only two, you know, in the two games against the Ravens last year. Yet you have him two spots lower than the consensus this week, which is wide receiver five. You have him at seven. I need you to explain yourself a little bit here. So yeah, Baltimore's Baltimore's down. 
um, in the secondary. So, yeah, I mean, Chase can go off. It's just not clicking for Chase right now. I mean, like, yeah, he has that potential to blow up and, you know, easily could do so. Um, It just hasn't happened yet, right? And so we're seeing, you know, a bunch of targets, 16, 9, and 10 the first three weeks. Last week was just six catches, though, outside of week one, five, six, and four. Uh, He's only caught two touchdowns on the year. You know, all defenses have really have really rolled stuff, coverage his way to where honestly Higgins has been the better player. Um, it's so it's on the year. almost and, like an uh, Antonio Brown effect a little bit, where Higgins uh, isn't yeah. Higgins gets the single coverage. You know, Jamar's getting all the attention. I mean, take advantage. Look, did I say? In the preseason, right? I didn't say Chase was a bad pick. I just said I would rather have I would rather not have to choose to take Chase and hope I could get Higgins later because the value was way better. And I thought that Higgins could play you know be a better fantasy player at the end of the year. Will it end up happening? I, I I don't know. Like you know, Chase could go on a, a huge run here where you know he scores like six touchdowns in three weeks, right? Because Chase has that ability to do it. I mean, but we are also talking like a point and a half difference, but in half PPR between these two, we are splitting hairs here between these guys. They are both phenomenal. <laughs> um, but right now, it's kind of leaning in Higgins' favor, and 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 Chase, you know, he's still just is relying on this big playability, yep. which is awesome. But you're going to see games like um, you're, you're going to see games like I'm trying to look up a score now where it was like six for 29 and he just thankfully fell into the end zone. But it wasn't really a great week, you know, like. Yeah, he's, yards, he's ain't, been, ain't cutting it. It's it's almost like, you know, when Jamar Chase is struggling, this whole offense is kind of struggling a little bit. Well, they got to fix the offensive line too, man. This, uh, this is true. They the fact that I, yeah, though they got to run the ball better because everyone keeps saying you know they just got to run the ball more. No, Joe Mixon's what top three in uh, total touches this year so far. I mean, so they're getting the ball just fine. They're running, run yeah, it. they're running it more. Um, I'm trying to it's find. It's just the efficiency is terrible. Yeah, I, I I had the stat after like the first two weeks, um. Burrow led the league in most sacks by like a wide margin. And yeah. I'm not sure that's the case anymore, but I mean, he led the league in sacks by a large amount last year. They've got to figure this out. They got to get this guy protection. You know, defenses are figuring out just getting his face right. And he can't get the ball downfield to chase. Yep. So that's no what's working. And, and, you know, then they might get behind and then they kind of they might try to get mixing the ball a bunch, but it's not effective. And then they go away from it. So, yeah, I mean, I still like Chase a lot. The talent's there. It's just situations make you want to drop it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> That's funny. I just saw a tweet. I think both teams should consider punting on first down. <laughs> We're done. 
<laughs> Let's just let uh oh did Wilson just throw a pick? Yeah, that was horrible. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <sighs> and he's oh he And he's hurt now. Yeah, oh no, him. you idiot. Tackling the guy who picked the ball. Oh no. No, he uh no, he tried to go tackle and like got oh I don't know who and knows. There's also happened. a Colts player hurt too. Interesting. All right, we can move it's, on. Uh, <clears throat> so the score is six to nine. Sorry, I had to do it. We got to get something I mean, funny out of this game, right? It's got to be some entertainment. Just kneel <laughs> it out, boys. I like Scampers. You're funny. <laughs> Just kneel uh, it out. <laughs> so we do have a question from Scampers, by the way. Half PPR, please rank Garrett Wilson, Juju, Khalil Herbert, uh, or Monty with Monty does. playing, assuming he does. Oh. I actually am not totally sure he will. So. But if you want me to rank it with Kalu with with Monty playing, I'm gonna go Wilson, Juju Herbert. Now, if Monty doesn't play, you're putting Herbert to the front of the pack. I agree with you on Wilson. I I believe Monty, if he plays, will be on a snap count. So I still believe Herbert should go before Juju, and then it's Juju. Hmm. So Garrett Wilson, Khalil Herbert, Juju. For me. Okay. All right. Uh, last receiver. I just question. can't get behind Juju anymore. I I have so many shares of him, and he's just frustrating the hell out of me. All right. Christian Kirk. God, has he been good this year? What was he? Wide receiver forty something going into the year of preseason. He's wide receiver seven on the year. You got him ranked as wide receiver twelve, which I love. This week against again the Texans seems to be a theme. Um, I'm kind of curious with this production, with Trevor Lawrence showing this uh, um, improvement, do you see Christian Kirk as a lock for a wide receiver one, you know, kind of moving forward these next couple weeks, or is he going to just be on this fringe and kind of revert back to the mean? He'll be he'll be rotating around that you know twelve probably to now I haven't looked to next week or the week after type of thing yep. again I don't do rest of season rankings that's that's Richard Seville uh, check out <laughs> the site he uh, he's actually really really good at him um, he's gonna fall into that you know he might bump into like the ten range depending on the matchup he might drop all the way down to like eighteen there's a lot of dudes that are really good right. You're talking a lot of guys there. They can they can kind of mix and match there. Waddle, Sutton, Marquise Brown. If he's you know Mike Williams, Metcalf, Pittman, Godwin, Olave. There's a lot of dudes. They're all good. It's going to be matchup based. Um, at that point, you know I don't see Kirk jumping into the Chase, Devo, Adams, Tyree, no Justin Diggs, Cup range. You know those top six, seven guys. They're kind of locked into that range most weeks. Um, and they're not really going to go anywhere. So he's not jumping up there, but he's, he's good into that, like low end wide receiver one mid range wide receiver two for the rest of the year. The targets he's seeing is just crazy good. Uh, last week again, ignoring it. We didn't see that. Uh, just a bad game. Just a bad game guys. Like, don't worry about it. What happens with receivers? It's one of the most inconsistent. I mean, the problem, the other problem with him, right, is touchdown upside might not quite be there. Now he has three on the year, but you know, I don't know if we can truly count on that. Zay Jones is really coming around. Uh, They still got Marvin Jones. You know, they've got some dudes. 
The ghost of Evan Ingram. And, and who knows, man? Like if, if ETN actually figures his shit out, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll we'll get there with him. So I think he know. played baseball in a in a former life because yeah, just bat the knows, ball man. down. <laughs> we'll move on here to our last question then, and on to the tight end. And uh, all right, TJ Hawkinson, man. All right, quick, quick little you know tidbits nugget for you. Had a monster performance last week. We all know that. But did you know this was the sixth best performance from a tight end all time in half point PPR? I oh. did not know that, but did you know oh. he also he set a record for most yards by Detroit Lions tight end? That I mean, I'm surprised that it well if it wasn't for Megatron, it might be right. By yeah, anybody. We also had a Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Cal, yeah, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and and uh, had somebody else really, really good there. Um, uh, I'm not blanking on name. Uh, Lions yeah, receivers. I can't, I can't. I mean, they went through so many. They did. I remember, they had a lot I remember, of good. I remember when they drafted the other Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah, but but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's a question behind this, obviously. You you have him two spots lower than the consensus. at t- uh, He's at tight end four for the consensus. You got him at tight end six. Do you not believe this is the year of the Hawk? I don't. I mean, let's be real. Like, before this week has been pretty dismal for him. Um, New England, you know, they're not what they used to be, but they're still pretty good. Um I'm also expecting at least DJ Shark back this year or this week. I'm not really sure if Amon Ra is going to come back. It doesn't sound like it. Swift is out. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to see a better target share this week than, you know, he had those first couple of weeks. Um, He's also questionable himself. Um, And I know we'll we'll get to that. Um, But he did return to practice today, so things are looking up, so he might play. Uh but you know, like w- with some guys coming back and a, a tough, a tougher opponent uh, on the road, you got you got to lower expectations just slightly again. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't good before last week. You don't you don't believe in an offense uh, that's number one in the league in scoring right now in the Detroit Lions? <laughs> not quite. Not with some. Mis- <laughs> not with some it's, missing. It's- it feels weird to say, too. So. It does feel weird to say. Tell that to Dave Eddie. See what he says. Uh, he probably say. doesn't want to acknowledge it. <laughs> he probably doesn't. All right, let's finish things off here with some injuries, and I'll rip through the. I'll just rip through these and, and ask you where I feel like we need to go here. Uh, so, quarterbacks, we got Jameis Winston. Uh, he's questionable. Didn't practice the game at that back, and apparently a knee injury as well. Um, Andy Dalton time again. Yippee. Uh, Brian Hoyer is on the IR. So we've got Bailey Zappi. Woo. woo. That was a very oh. well choreographed woo without even planning. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, Mac Jones, obviously. Uh, I, I mean, limited practice. I, that dude, there's no way he plays in my opinion. That dude, he was like, I think he's just grimace. showing his leadership. Who knows, man? Uh, Daniel Jones. Now, this one's interesting, right? So, Daniel Jones last week left the game with an ankle injury. Tyrod came back in, or Tyrod came in, 
got hurt himself. Dude, this guy has the worst luck. I feel I feel so bad for Tyrod. Someone uh, needs to find him before Leaf Clover. I don't even know, man. Um, and then Jones came back in because legit the Giants do not have a they didn't have, have a third quarterback on on the team. I, re- I remember hearing that he mainly came in just to play call, uh, call plays. And he was a decoy just as a wide receiver. That was the only reason of him being in when Saquon was running the Wildcat was for him to call the plays because he has the the headset. They couldn't get it to Saquon. That was nuts, man. So (laughs) he's limited practice. I mean, like, I guess he'll play. Um, That's a weird one. Um, I I don't think he'll play. I I remember seeing that they – who was it? They signed somebody from the practice squad. I already remember. I, I know they did. Uh, not well. They had to sign somebody because they needed at least a backup. Yeah, they signed Davis Webb. I think it was. I don't know, man. Um, yep, move on. I, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, don't think he it doesn't matter, man. Me. This whole offense sucks out of Saquon. Just <laughs> hand the ball out to Saquon. Say bye. We're good. Wait, I mean, like, this is a perfect time. Suck it, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say that because they actually have a winning record now. So. I know. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, suck it, Keith. All right, so <laughs> running backs, Cordero Patterson. We didn't talk about this earlier because I knew we were talking about it here. The knee injury, he's on the IR. This dude has been amazing again to start the year. Unfortunately, he's going to miss at least four weeks. But now, who is the guy for you in Atlanta for the next four weeks? Uh, I'm hoping. My heart says Tyler Algier. The guy looked really good. He carried mm-hmm. Grant Delpit on a run, and it just looked awesome to watch. But the way this offense has been, they like to mix and match a little bit, even with Cordell Patterson. You know, he was the main rushing guy, but he wasn't getting the passing work. So it's it's a mix and match type of uh, backfield here where yeah. it's, you know, it's going to be a, a hot hand approach, I think, going forward with the rookie in Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, and you can't forget about Damian Williams coming off. Iowa. Right. Yep. It's I not going to be them. this week, but it'll be soon. Yeah. I mentioned them in my my article that came out today for Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, I said the same thing. I think uh, Algier is going to be like the main guy. The interesting part is that Huntley got all the red zone work. Yeah. That was it's weird. And he scored. Because of it, right? And so, but and then, like, as good as Williams comes back, you're like, well, now what? Um, so that that's going to be interesting. Um, It'll probably be some three-headed, ugly monster backfield. I think did Wilson just throw another pick? I saw an upset Broncos fan. So, <laughs> Jesus, this game is so bad, dude. I take back all my Wilson plus talk that i had after last week never mind i, take it all back. I mean how it never happened all right alvin kamara questionable with a ribs limited practice today sounds like they're really expecting him back uh dandre swift is going to be out they haven't declared him out but he's going to be out uh david montgomery questionable with an ankle upgraded to limited practice so if he practices on friday that's a huge sign that he'll play um so you just gotta have, you just got to keep that in mind when, when you're doing that. Um, Brees Hall uh, popped up with a knee, like bumps and bruises or whatever they're calling it. Limited practice. That could just be, you know, they're just saving him, you know, trying to rest him, not, not overwork it. Um, 
Rashad Penny questionable with a shoulder did not practice. Now that was that was Wednesday. Did not get the update before the show today, but uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, another question before we jump in the receiver: Would you do Mike Evans and Godwin for Waddle and AJ Brown? Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because again, you're, you're you are increasing your ceiling by getting although, rid of two receivers. Although, man, how long? I wish we knew how long two was out. I yes. still think Bridgewater is capable enough to get the waddle, uh, get waddle the ball within five yards, and Waddle can do his thing. That's true, and I, I just love what Hurst and AJ Brown are doing right now. So I love that. Um, I do like. I just that. don't oh, like. Here the, we go. Scammers to the rescue. Rashad Penny, a full participant today. So, yeah, I guess we missed it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't see that update before the show. Yeah, I mean, it must have come really late. Um, so, thank you, Scampers. Um, receivers: Marquise Brown, uh, limited practice with a foot. Rashad Bateman, questionable with a foot. It did not practice. So, uh, yikes! Isaiah McKenzie, we're trying to recover from that concussion. Limited practice. That's positive, but he still got some work to do to, to come back. Michael Thomas did not practice with a foot injury. Um, Keenan Allen, questionable with a hamstring, did not practice again. Not looking good. Amon Ra, ankle did not practice. Same thing. Tyreek Hill, quad, limited practice. I kind of feel like he'll probably just play, but this is like, you know, veteran. You're giving the, you know, the Thursday off. You'll be fine. Curtis Samuel, illness, did not practice. I think that one's just like, Obviously, if you're feeling better, you're feeling better, you'll you'll play. Johan Dotson, hamstring did not practice. Sounds like he's expected to miss a couple of weeks. Yes. So um here here's the thing, and we got a question on our Discord about this. Um if Samuel and Dotson both don't play, how much do we bump up Logan Thomas? Because you're talking it's McLaurin and Thomas, like and McKissick. Yeah, that's but... that's what I that's where I think probably it's it's going to be McKissick and Logan Thomas that are going to be the beneficiaries of that. I definitely um, it, throw it, Logan Thomas into that. Like he's definitely a heavy streamer. He's already kind of close to that territory right now. With yeah. me kind of predicting the same, it will play. But um, if he's borderline streamer with the targets he has gotten already with Dotson and Samuel already in the lineup so if, if they are out one of them's even out i mean it is definitely an, an uptick yeah. for i think i think that's what you've got to look at with those two being being out is not like who's the next man up with the receivers it's logan thomas becomes a very viable play here um, it's not so, Diami brown <laughs> uh kaden the Colts fan is also saying would you do evans for brown straight up yes that's super close to me only because you have Godwin, I kind of want to split up the, you know, the That's why, yes. the lean yep. on Tampa. But otherwise, I think I'd rather have Evans than Brown, um, just slightly. Yeah, it's fairly even. I mean, my but that, my that's guess, I mean that that's a good swap. I like that. It is a fair. If you could do the first one, I would do that one. I would do that one too. That is fair. Um, <laughs> I want to rip Tyler. Uh, <laughs> I want to rip my eyes out having Wilson as my QB in several leagues. You and me both, man. You and me both. 
Um, I'm sorry. This is this is so much worse. Than I would know. rather have Fields. No, you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. All right. Uh, finishes off. CeeDee Lamb, groin, didn't practice, says he's fine. Doesn't want to scare anyone. And Deontay Johnson, this one actually popped up, I think, today. He yes. I got added to the injury, and that's never good, guys. Um, so definitely something we're going to have to keep an eye out for. Hip injury, limited practice. T. Higgins, ankle, limited practice. DJ Shark, ankle, didn't practice. Josh Reynolds, ankle, didn't practice. Um, Zay Jones, ankle, didn't practice. Hunter Renfro, concussion, limited practice. There we go. He's finally coming back, hopefully. Waddle, groin, limited practice. Jacoby Myers, knee, limited practice. Chris Godwin, knee, limited practice. Julio Jones knee limited practice. Russell Gage. Let's just say all the Tampa receivers. I mean, this is it's your weekly hamstring limited practice. Traylon Burks doubtful toe didn't practice. He's not playing this week, fellas. Um, Robert Woods. I give in. a slight boost to Robert Woods, man. I really do. I kind of like. I kind of like him. Uh, I is not uh, awesome, but I like it. How about the tight end, um, Austin Hooper? Is he streamer worthy with uh, out Traylon Burks in the lineup this week? Kind of like you know that Logan Thomas. Uh, where do I have him? Because I think I already have Burks out. So, because you know, everybody's I, asking tight end questions. Yeah, where do? Damn. Uh, no, apparently not. <laughs> where <laughs> do I have him? I thought I had him higher than that. No, no, I don't. Not. No, no, Hoover's Hoover's not not a, not a thing. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, not worth it. I need to no, see him like two targets a game. It doesn't matter. So, um, got a couple more questions. This is a popular uh, question show. I love it. But uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Anthony Persia, should I trade Najee Harris away for James Robinson? No, I can't do that quite yet. Not. I'm not going that far yet. I already have Sanders, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson, Shad Penny. I just even keep Harris. The, I just yeah, keep even Harris. With the decrease in the usage for Najee Harris, the usage is still higher than James Robinson. I want to. I, I also just want to see more out of what's going to happen when when Pickett's on this field. Yeah. Um. Nicholas Silva. What about Fournette plus Gate Davis for Dalvin? I would take Dalvin. Stevenson Fournette. Shot White, oh man, I do like having uh, if if you could get Delvin Cook and having Ramondre Stevenson, he's gonna get D Hop back. So his receivers are Gabe Davis, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, D Hop, and Pickens. And with with you getting D Hop back, go and trade. Here's the thing (laughs) do you guys realize how low uh, Gabe Davis's like target share is on this team? It's It's not bad, not good, folks. Um, I know we all love it, and he's scoring some touchdowns. His target share is six point nine percent. Yeah, he's it's he tied might... with Jamison Crowder. Now, granted, he missed a week, but still not good. Yeah, Gabe Davis is going to be inconsistent all on year, the sorry on the season is eight point seven. So I'll take that back, but uh, still not good. Not I, th- I think you do good. that trade. Yeah, I like that. Tyler, on a serious note, oops. Uh, Okay, Keenan this week, or is he a no-go? I don't think he's, think? I don't think he's gonna play. It sounds like he's, I mean, he's not, practicing, not practicing. I mean, 
Yeah. He's projected for 15. I, I like if he plays, you throw him in there. I think you just kind of have to, unless you've got really good options. But um, pay attention to tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the deciding factor because, like I said, three straight yeah. days with no practice. So if he can squeeze in a limited practice on a Friday, he'll play. Uh, it's just a matter of how well it do yeah. how well he does. Yeah, it seems doubtful to play though, in my opinion. So really tight ends here. Kyle Pitts questionable. The handspring didn't practice. That might be a blessing for some people. <laughs> I uh, didn't just don't have to play him. He has been the pits. Sorry, I didn't do it. Um, Dawson Knox questionable. The foot didn't practice. And TJ Hawkinson, obviously, with the hip injury, I didn't practice. I so I seen a. Great although trip. actually, I guess uh, Hawk did. Did practice today, so I think uh, I think we do know he that. Did. Now. It was limited practice. Um, yeah, I seen Dawson, a great tweet uh... today. I can't remember who tweeted it out. I feel so bad. Um, but uh, they said when Kyle Pitts was out, he goes, uh, "Arthur Smith, really, you know, practicing like he is in a real game, not having Kyle Pitts in the in the starting lineup." <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> oh, like Dwayne that. McFarland. That was the one who tweeted. Yeah, he's a funny guy, man. I like I like that was a funny he's, he's a funny dude. <laughs> um righty. So we are looking at still a six to nine ball game. Uh this is just oh good lord. This is this is a terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, I've I thought fantasy, I mean, I thought playoff baseball didn't start till October or November. <laughs> like October. late October. Late October. You no, know what I no. meant. You don't know baseball at all. Uh, so, no. No, you're wrong. But, yeah, it's not good, guys. Um, it's not good. Not good at all. All those good feelings about Russ after last week have gone down the absolute. Man, it's like shitter. every other time you look, too, there's a flag. I don't know. The Broncos need to get their shit together. They cannot just have double-digit flags each week. Yeah, I don't know what to think, but all right, guys. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, it was a great show. Uh, I hope fun. everything's okay with AJ. Um, and we will catch you all next week, and good luck in week five. And, again, hit those subscriptions up, guys, and you can ask us all the questions your hearts desire on Discord, and uh, we'll, we'll give you all the help you can can ask for. I'm uh, uh, tuning out here. Good night, Mike. Good luck. Good luck.